Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Adam Roberts, AR, executive producer, other side of the glass. Coming to you live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. That's lakeland.edu slash get started. So we talked quite a bit about the Packers uh, there on the Wendy's Big Show. And uh, if you missed Bill Ryder earlier, we talked some Packers with him, talked some Bucks, some NBA with him as well. Ryder, then you will get to that coming up about a half hour or so from right now. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Bucks, if you don't mind. If you are okay with it. So, Bucks on a little bit of a roll here uh, as of late. And last night, or yesterday, I should say, uh, was another example of Chris Middleton kind of being that clutch basketball player once again. Nice pass, Holiday to Ibaka. They work it around. Here's Middleton firing and connecting on a three to tie the game at 113. You have to love it if you are a Milwaukee fan. The three-point game has finally come for you. You're 13 for 29. Okay, so he hits that shot, and he just got going. Uh, overall at that point. I mean, it wasn't just that one. He he kept hitting, uh, you know, three after three uh, in that game uh, and was was able to, you know, close out the game and win the game. And Middleton talked about these close games and being able to win them. We're just learning from our mistakes. You know, attention to detail um, has to be high at this point in the year to advance and get where you want to get. So, we realize we have to be more dialed in. We can't afford to have lapses, some simple mistakes that, you know, can cost us games because we, we know we've seen it before. You take a possession off or you make one mistake late in the game, it can end up costing you. So this is Chris Middleton saying, hey, all these games before this, whatever, right? Regular season, it is what it is, fine. Now they as a team are making the conscious decision of, okay, now it's time to flip the proverbial light switch and let's turn up the intensity. Let's start getting a little bit more focused and getting ready for the playoffs and getting back to playing championship-style Bucks basketball. That's really what now this becomes about. And for many of you, you must be very frustrated 
because you've lived and died with so many games in November and December and January and February. Oh, they're horrible. Oh, they're going to end up in the playing tournament. Oh, my God. They're not going to get out of the first round. Oh, my God. They're horrible. Okay. Well, first of all, they're not horrible. Is the East significantly better? Absolutely. Are there more teams that can give them a scare or possibly beat them? Absolutely. But this team, especially once Brooke Lopez gets back, is going to be ready. And we'll see what happens. I think the bench is going to be a problem, specifically. Uh, but we'll see. So it looks like they're going in the right direction. But, having said that, last year in the postseason, who was that guy winning games for them down stretches of games? Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton has been that guy, since him and Giannis have been together, he's been that guy more than Giannis has been that guy in big money situations. And that's why they call him cash, cash money. Need a shot? Need a big shot? Normally, not all the time, because not everybody hits you know, game-winning shots every time they're given. Michael Jordan didn't do it all the time. Kobe didn't do it. LeBron didn't do it. None of these guys did it every time. But Chris Middleton has hit a number of shots. And when you need baskets late, you go to Chris Middleton. This is my question. Now, I realize that we are Bucks fans. I realize that we are doing this show in southeastern Wisconsin and you know, really across the country if you listen on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. But it's mainly Bucks fans that are probably listening to Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals right now. So I'm going to give you the question and I, I just call in tweet, whatever, however you want to respond. Maybe you're going to be mad at me. I don't know. Maybe you'll agree with me. I don't know. That's why I'm asking the question. I'm just trying to learn. So with Chris Middleton essentially being the closer on this Bucks team for the last several years, because that's, that's pretty much what he's been. Do you think that affects Giannis's legacy when people look back at him? That's the question. With Middleton essentially having been the closer the last several years, do you think that affects Giannis's legacy when you start talking about greatest of all time? Because, again, another championship or two, Giannis is going to be in that conversation, folks. He is. Because he's going to have all the numbers. He's going to have all the awards. He's going to have the championship rings, two or three championship rings, however many he ends up with. So he's going to be in that conversation of greatest of all time. But. The one area in which I think is the one area you can point to and say, that's where the struggle is. Kobe able to finish games. Michael, LeBron, they all were able to finish the game. Big shots, big moments, they were able to get them and get those baskets. Now, Shaquille O'Neal, the greatest he was, never in greatest of all time conversation. Never. You never have it. Never, ever, ever, ever. Chamberlain has been in those conversations, and obviously Chamberlain could get a shot whenever Chamberlain wanted to get a shot. And he was dominant in his era. So, okay, fine. You can have that. Lou Alcindor, another one, could get his shot. Now, do I, re- I don't remember specifically, and those of you that are probably a little bit older than me could tell me, whether or not he was that guy uh, down the stretch of games. If I remember correctly, he used to be that guy in different areas of the game where they essentially could just drop the ball down to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, go to that Pat and Sky look, and get those big baskets when they needed them. But again, those Lakers teams, you know, you had a ton of talent in those Lakers teams, which Magic and Worthy and him. But I started to think of, he doesn't have a lot of those moments where he closes games. These other guys, they're the closers. Not only are they the best player in the game, not only are they the MVP of the league, not only are they the leading scorer in the NBA, but they also close the games. They get the ball, they finish. And on this team, it's Chris Middleton in most situations that gets it. Has Giannis done it before a couple of times? Sure. Chris Middleton is that guy, has become that guy. So do you think that affects Giannis's legacy? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. AJ, north side of Milwaukee. You're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's going on, AJ? Hey, 
Hey, what's going on? Uh, no, no, that's not going to affect Giannis's legacy at all. The guy's been carrying a team four or five straight years, doing all he needs to do almost every game, night in, night out, putting up all the numbers, and there's nothing wrong with getting a little help from my friend. What Middleton has done is just raised his own stock and being known as a respectable closer and somebody who can also be depended on. Just as Kobe sometime was the closer, I don't think he affected Shaq's greatness, okay? They just work hand in hand. That's why it's but Shaq's team. never into that con- Shaq's never in that conversation. It's Kobe, it's LeBron, it's Jordan, it's those guys. Shaq's never in that conversation when you start talking about greatest of all time. Ever. But it's okay to be considered a closer and still not be considered the best one. It's just like how they called him Big Shot Ori. Not yes. talking about the greatest, but you always have people that have a special, you know, unique ability, just like the stopper, the glove, or, or, or Tucker, for instance. Mike can shut somebody down, but they won't be in other conversations. But, you know, when you got to have a specialist, then you got to call a specialist. And the thing is, Giannis is feared in so many different aspects throughout the whole league on every aspect, especially the, you know, the playoffs. And he don't have to be a closer, but he's the most dominant force that you're going to have to reckon with and shake your head and say, we can do nothing with him. He don't have to close. If he's making everything other, somebody else ought to be able to make a few shots when the chips are down. Gotcha. All right, AJ, the Robert Ory thing is beautiful. Thanks for the call. A beautiful take. Ory's a great, he's a great person you could look at and go, he won a lot of games in big moments, and he wasn't the star player. So that's true. I mean, if you go back to, the say, the Jordan years, yeah, Paxson or Kerr, fine. You know, they get their moments. But nine out of ten times, that was Michael Jordan taking that shot. That wasn't Scottie Pippen or Horace Grant or any of those other guys. It was Michael getting the ball, get out of my way, here we go. That's kind of what it was. Now, the difference is, is Giannis ain't a guard, right? So you're asking him to do something a guard would essentially be able to do. And that's why, to a certain degree, when you talk about greatest of all time, that's what we're talking about. Guards slash forwards that have the ball in their hand are able to create their own shot and hit their own shot at the end of the day. And when you look at the Bucks right now, Middleton is that guy. Now, would you want Drew Holiday with the ball in his hands before you'd want Giannis with the ball in his head at the end of the games? I don't know. I mean, that's a conversation we can have another time, I guess. So maybe that works against Giannis. But if that's the case, then essentially what we're saying is Giannis just isn't going to be in that conversation for grace of all time. He's just not going to be there regardless of what happens. And I don't know if that's unfair or not. So I said, that's why I'm doing the topic. I'm confused. I'm torn as Aaron Rodgers is uh, on what the right answer on this whole thing is. Matt in Jackson, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Matt? Hey, Sparky. Love the show. Thanks. Uh, just real quick, uh, I think, you know, and obviously there's a lot of time left in his career, but sure. right now people are already going to remember him not necessarily closing out a game, but closing out an entire series. 50-point game. In yep. six. Yep. Um, you know, I think especially, and we look at it different locally, but on the national level, that will always be remembered as um, a huge part of his legacy. So I got – Yep, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And that 50-point game is definitely going to be something that's going to be remembered. No question. He was unstoppable. They couldn't do anything. Uh, and he just dominated and closed it out and said, you're not beating us. I'm not allowing you to beat us. I'm going to win this thing myself. And that was the the the, the absolute beautiful part about it is those star players show up in big games. And for the most part, I think Giannis has showed up in big games. Now, we can go back to earlier, right? And go back to, say, uh, the Toronto series uh, when they were taking on Kawhi Leonard. And I remember back then Gary saying, he's got to play better. He has to play better. In order for them to win, he's got to play better. And then we had Eric Namon from The Athletic. And he said the same thing. He's got to play better. And I remember specifically arguing with both of those two guys saying, guys, this is ridiculous. Like, he did more than enough to win this. Like, your other guys, like Middletons of the world and so forth, they've got to play better. The guys around him have to play better in order for them to win the series. And they wouldn't hear it. Nope. You're the best player on the team. You're the best player in the East. Go be the best player in the East in a series. And in that series, not only was Kawhi Leonard a problem, but Fred Van Vliet, a role player, stepped up and played out of his ever-loving mind. So that that's part of it as well.
Tony and Waukesha, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. With Middleton being the closer on this team, do you think it's going to affect Giannis's legacy, Tony? No, I don't. I mean, I think the only thing that's going to affect Giannis's legacy is the fact that you – I mean, I mean, I, I kind of see the problem is that you really can't go to Giannis in late-game situations like that because all the teams are going to do is follow him. Because Correct. they know that he's a 65, 68% free throw shooter, where Middleton's like an 87, 90%. You know, so you can go to Middleton and know that if he does get fouled, he's going to most likely miss or make both free throws. Where Giannis, it's like if you're down by two and you give the ball to him, the other team's like, well, let's follow him because there's no, no we, we have a better shot of him missing one free throw than giving him you know, a lane and just taking it to the hole and just dunking it on somebody. I think that's the only thing. If he doesn't develop a jumper, right, and a, and a little bit better free throw shooter, like I don't think he could ever be considered one of the greats if he doesn't develop a mid-range jumper and a free throw shot. And it's getting better. I mean, it's not like he's not working on it. He is uh, working on that jumper. It's getting better little by little. Yeah. His fadeaways, look, his, his turnaround fadeaway this year has been excellent compared to previous years. It's interesting. Tony, thanks for the call. It's interesting. I just looked at Twitter because I hadn't looked at Twitter to this point. And Paul Henning and a couple others uh, said this. Paul Henning says, I'm pretty sure Giannis dropped 50 points in NBA Finals Game 6 to win a championship while sinking 17 of 19 free throws. I think his legacy is going to be all right. That's good. So talk about a 15-year, 16-year career, and you can rely on one game. It's good. One game. Listen, all I'm saying is this. If we're going to bang on Aaron Rodgers because the man's got one Super Bowl and couldn't get over the line any other times and got to only one and one only one, and you're going to say it's on him at the end of the day, are you going to be willing to do the same to Giannis in a sport in which one player controls the narrative far more than that one player does in the other sport, which is football? Now, I'm fine going after Aaron in football and saying, hey, you know, this this is on him. He's got to play better in big games. Most part, he hasn't played bad. Outside of the Seattle game where his passer rating was like 55 or something, uh, that one Seattle uh, conference championship game, which in the last five minutes, again, won his fault necessarily, that they lost. Outside of that, those other games, he had quarterback range around 90 or whatever. So I don't really put it on him as much as some other people do of saying that's why they couldn't get over the hump. But it's kind of funny to me that you all are relying on one game of his entire career and saying, there you go. That, that's, that's the end. That's the end all be all. One game fixes it all. One game does not fix it all. One game is one game. How many times in his career has he went 17 of 19 at the line? That one game. Once. One game is only one game. One game does not make 20. One game does not make a career. It's just one game. As Ryan Wolf said, maybe just a fart in the wind. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Let me tell you about my friends over at Q Club of Wisconsin. Yeah, I've not been to Q Club of Wisconsin. You are missing out. March means plenty of important tournament action. The place to watch all the big games while enjoying your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin with plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. We're talking about indoor bocce ball, foosball, table tennis, darts, shuffleboard, you name it. They pretty much got everything at Q Club of Wisconsin. And then pool tables, lots of pool tables. Then you settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or QClubWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. All right, so as I was saying earlier, uh, before the break, uh, the question is, with Middleton as the closer, will that affect Giannis's legacy? Uh, and people are bringing up the one-game scenario, to which I said, very well could be a fart in the wind at this point for all we know. It was the one game where he was 17 of 19 from the free throw line. I don't believe we've seen anything like it since. He was unconscious. It was a great game. He deserves credit for it. No question. It was his moment. 
uh, Rodgers moments, uh, you know, the Falcons playoff game where he was unconscious for a game and was crazy good. Uh, Favre uh, against the Raiders after his dad died had that great big game that he had that people remember. People will no doubt remember that Phoenix Suns game. But people are also going to remember that Middleton has been the guy closing out games for a while now. And it hasn't been Giannis. And to me, that is something that I think could affect him down the line. I do. Because again, I'm not going to determine what his legacy is. You're not necessarily going to determine what his legacy is. Who's going to determine what his legacy is, regardless of how much we like it or dislike it, are going to be the people on TV, are going to be the media guys. The guys that do the writing, the guys that are the talking heads on TV, they're the ones that determine these athletes' legacies. Is it fair? Probably not. It's probably not fair. But they're the ones with the platform. And they're the ones that are going to determine how this whole thing goes down. Because they're the ones that are going to have these shows in the morning of who's the greatest of all time, LeBron or Kobe, Kobe or Michael, LeBron or Michael. And in order for Giannis to get into that conversation, he's going to need more than that one game, folks. Just is. He's going to need more than one. He's going to need some games where he wins the game and you have the image in your head of him running running around after they win a big game. We all go back to Madison Square Garden and that one game that he had there. Again, one game. That's what he's going to have to have, I think, in order to be in that conversation. Otherwise... He's going to be a Hall of Famer regardless at this point, obviously. Otherwise, he's going to be known one of the greatest of all time, for sure. But he's not going to be in the the conversation at the top with who's seated at the head of the table. That's the conversation we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, whether he'll be viewed as a good or a great player. He'll be viewed as a great player regardless. But how do you get into that next conversation? The one that, you know, there's only two or three guys that are in that conversation. That's... I think something that is going to come back and people are going to go, my goodness, looking back, what other superstar can you point at that didn't close out his own games? And I think that's, that is something uh, that could come back and haunt Giannis possibly down the line. And I, I don't want people to say, Oh, you, you, you're a Giannis hater, or whatever y'all say about things. I'm not a Giannis hater. I'm just being realistic here. It's very hard to think of guys that are in that conversation and then say after that, uh, that, yeah, tell you what, he's in that conversation even though he didn't close out games. I I just, I I don't think you can be in that conversation unless you have more than one moment uh, in the postseason of your career to look back on and point at. Otherwise, you're going to kind of be like Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. People are going to look at that and go, you didn't finish. Or... Brett Favre, I guess, to a certain degree. The difference with Brett, though, is Brett threw a lot of interceptions. Uh, Brett costs his teams a lot of wins. I don't believe Giannis has ever done that, to the best of my recollection. Um, And if he has, it hasn't been very often where he has just been god-awful in a playoff game and killed his team with, like, you know, seven, eight turnovers and scored in single digits. Like, Giannis, for the most part, is there every night, scoring at a high, high level. And that's why he's in the MVP conversation. He's a force on the defensive end. Uh, he passes the ball really well. Scores the ball, like I said, at a high level. He makes players around him better. I, I, I believe that to be true, too. But just the closing out the game thing. And again, uh, I, I knew that there was a chance that some Bucks fans wouldn't agree with me on this, and I'm okay with that. But it's something that I've been kind of wrestling with in my head. And after you watch that game... Uh, against the Phoenix Suns, where Middleton became a problem again for them. It just popped right back up in my head again. I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this on Madness. See see what everybody else thinks. Hey, don't forget, too, uh, Milwaukee Fish Fry Weekend, uh, featuring some of the best things that Milwaukee has to offer, is coming up on March 11th and 12th. Uh, instead of being the Milwaukee Admirals, they're going to be the Milwaukee Fish Fry. Get your tickets today for those games on March 11th and March 12th. All you have to do is go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. Again, that's milwaukeeadmirals.com, and you will be all set. Coming up next, you're going to hear from Bill Ryder, CBS Sports Radio. Writer than you. Follow him on Twitter at Sports Writer. First, let me tell you all about my friends over at Young Express. Are you looking for a new career? 
Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business over 30 years? How about a company that's been listed on Inc. Magazine and was America's fastest-growing companies over the last several years? Well, you're in luck. Young Express, the company we talk about so much, is continuing to grow, and they're looking to hire immediately. Now, you don't have to have any experience. They'll train you, and you can become a part of the Young Express team. But this is what you have to be able to do. You have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment. You have to be able to have good communication skills have to be computer literate and have an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers, meaning how I translate this, not them. I translate it as don't be a jerk. At Young Express, you get a competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match. Not everybody does that anymore. And a health plan. Apply at youngexpress.com today. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out today. Affordable family fund, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. As we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Again, learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. And we had Bill Ryder on earlier today in the Wendy's Big Show, and it was very entertaining as always. He's so good. Uh, and you follow him on Twitter at Sports Writer. Check out his uh, show on CBS Sports Radio weekday mornings on Writer Than You. You can always listen to that on your Odyssey app if you so choose. Uh, once he got done with his show, he came on the Wendy's Big Show today. Uh, and we talked about uh, the Bucks, the NBA, the East, uh, Ben Simmons, Zion Williamson. But before we got into all of that, uh, I started off asking him, uh, about his thoughts on this whole Aaron Rodgers drama and saga playing out in Green Bay. I'm not sure. I don't actually don't have my temperature on how folks there feel. I don't. I don't know how popular this will be. I'm um, I'm over it. I, I mean, I just for me guys, it, it feels like there is a lot of attention seeking and borderline narcissism on Aaron Rodgers' part. I got it. I get it. The guy's got to make a decision. But it just feels like those of us nationally, at least, are, are a little held hostage here by his decision making. Would love to see him in Green Bay as a radio host. Would love to see him anywhere in the NFL as a radio host. But I think I'm over the Pat McAfee interviews and the leaked reports and the multiple stories. I would just love the guy in his own time to make his decision and let the rest of us know. So, Bill, I think a lot of this is Gary Ellison, by the way. I think a lot of people in the state of Wisconsin feel the way that you feel. But we did a topic earlier today uh, about Aaron Rodgers, and that was, do you believe the media? Do you think that this is a lot of hype? And do you think that the media is making these stories up surrounding Rodgers in reference to that they've offered him a contract and he's just sitting there waiting? And for the most part, they're the people in the state of Wisconsin think that the media is making all this stuff up and that Rodgers is just kind of sitting back and not saying a word, that none of this stuff is so- really true. 
I get that that's the way that the world sort of works now and how media is viewed. Yeah. But like Mike Florio, right? Reputable journalist, very connected. And uh, pro football talk. Ian Rappaport, reputable journalist who, you know, I like Ian, but he's carried some water for Rodgers before. No, I think that's, I mean, respectfully incorrect. I, this is a Aaron Rodgers, he reminds me of LeBron James in this respect. Love him or hate him is a master at using the media, leaking stories, understanding the weight of his words. No, I think all the reporting is true. I think it probably largely comes from, from Rodgers' camp. And I think it's, look, it's smart on his part. If you're negotiating with the Packers, if you're trying to be a $50 million a year player, reports coming out from yet reputable people that say that he's willing to retire, he's willing to go to the Titans or, or the Steelers or Denver, that, is not, that does not hurt you in a, in a negotiation play. If it were... There are certain reporters, and hell, I'd tell you who they were if they were reporting it, where I would maybe lean into that. Right. But with the folks we're seeing putting stuff out, these legitimate people, I think it's very real. You know, Bill, and I, I've heard this LeBron James comparison kind of come up with Rodgers, and I I don't think there's a comparison at all. I, I mean, LeBron James got like four or five championships. I mean, the last couple of times we've seen Aaron Rodgers just didn't do it for me. I mean, we saw this last game here. Uh, at 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 uh, Lambeau Field, and what they scored about ten points, didn't do anything for me. We saw that the game before that, at the NFC Championship game with with Tampa Bay, just just didn't make enough plays to do. I I, I feel that LeBron James, I hate saying this, maybe he deserves the right to be what he's been, but Rodgers has, I think, has failed more so than often in those big moments that LeBron James has had. Oh, when it comes to play, and I, I agree. I, look, I'm not comparing them as players. I'm just saying as, like, media manipulators and not even manip- – yeah, maybe that manipulator is yeah. the right word. As guys who use their fame and their stardom very, very smart, they're the same. I think – I mean, if I was going to do an NBA comp on, on Aaron Rodgers, the player, it's not James Harden because Harden has one. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has lost, what, four consecutive NFC championship games and has had some moments. Not easy, but if you're going to live up to being one of the most talented QBs of all time, he's had some moments where he could have made plays. I'm with you. I mean, LeBron James on your team, it's interesting because I do think that Rodgers has to carry the Packers on a regular basis. And if he were – if he had a situation like Matt Stafford where he doesn't have to be the guy all the time, maybe he's got maybe he's got another ring or two. But I'm with you. LeBron is either the best or second best player of all time in the history of the NBA for me. And Aaron Rodgers is not that at the quarterback position and should probably should be. Athletics reporting they think Stafford could get up to about forty five million a year. If he gets up to about forty five million a year, Bill Ryder, Aaron Rodgers is gonna get paid even more than we all thought. Yeah, he wants his money. It's interesting. I'm never mad at – I mean, I'm in sports media. Get all the money you can. I'm never mad at anyone. Any grown man, get your money, do it. So what I'm about to say is not a criticism of any of those guys because I want to get paid. We all want to get paid. But the NFL is amazing in part because there's a hard cap and there's really difficult decisions that have to be made. And I think it's interesting that Tom Brady for many years was the 12th or 14th or 16th highest paid quarterback when he was winning Super Bowls and winning MVPs in New England. So I'm not mad at Aaron Rodgers for wanting to get paid. I would want to get paid. I just don't need the gratitude, cleanse, Instagram. I love everyone talk. If it's about the money, it's about the money. That's, That's fine. I'm just not – the Packers, I don't think, have a choice, and anyone pays him. But I, to your point, guys, I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers is capable of single-handedly taking a team to a Super Bowl. Not, he's just not. We've seen that. And at $50 million a year, you have to be because you're going to have some seriously difficult decisions to make if, if that's what you're paying your quarterback. Uh, Bill Leroy Butler, is it easier now to talk a few sports since baseball don't want to play? I guess they sent another – the players have sent another – proposal they're not I don't think they're going to play I mean pitchers and catchers should have been in a long time ago they're threatening each other so I want to talk about the NBA because now I'm a big LeBron fan I'm a Laker fan Bill as you know I mean he put up 56 (laughs) now but Chris Middleton putting up 44 against the Suns to me was a big deal now you're going to see some teams start to trend when you get close to the playoffs when do you think the team started to turn the corner to say that, you know, now we're getting serious these games for slotting either first, second, or third in the East or the West? Or does it really matter what seeding you go in? It's all the way down to the play-in tournament. Yeah, I think March. I mean, I think this is where, where it starts. Now, we saw that last year with Atlanta. I think Boston's yep. already in, in a spot where they've just figured it out, and, and how hot they are is significant. And, and I'm with you on the Chris Middleton thing. I it's amazing to me because people around the NBA still say Chris Middleton, not really the guy you want to be your, your number two on a championship team, which doesn't make any sense 
because the guy's already been the second best player on a championship team. But I, th- I just think there's a lot of talent in, in the country. There's a lot of young talent. There's a, I mean, the NBA, NBA, I think, guys, is in a great spot. That game to me against the Suns, even without Chris Paul, was a reminder of how great Chris Middleton is. I mean, he's a great player, and I think he probably doesn't get the credit he deserves because people that don't watch a lot of Bucks games or don't watch a lot of the NBA mm-hmm. assume it was mostly honest, but we know stars need co-stars to win. And it's also a reminder to me, and I need the Bucks personally to play better defense, but when you have Drew Holiday, when you have Giannis, when you have Chris Middleton, that triumvirate, when they're together for an extended period, can be as good, that team, as anybody in the NBA. And so that game against Phoenix and what Middleton did is a reminder, people I don't know how they've forgotten since the Bucks just won an NBA championship, how dangerous Milwaukee is. And even in the crowded East, how seriously they should be taken. Yeah, I love having you on, Bill, because you're a <laughs> national guy. You know this good stuff. But my nephew wants to know, that, now, Why the, your nephew the, get a question? Well, because that's my guy. He <laughs> won't know about Ben Simmons. Why this guy ain't playing, man? Because he said, Unk, the guy hasn't played for two months. Why isn't he in shape? I mean, I just don't know how he'll fit with Brooklyn. Now, it seems like Philly has figured it out, but Harden didn't play. But I don't know if he's going to sustain it. Him and, and B, it looks good when they're out there. But what's going on with Brooklyn with you know yeah. Simmons? I just don't understand what's his role until they can get him out there and play. Let me think of how to say this nicely. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I know some people in Simmons' camp, right? Or I talked to, I know a little bit. Yes, I talked to yes. reporting. And they're like, oh, he's in a great headspace. And this is like right before he got traded, right on, the, on trade day. He's, 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 he's great physically. He's working on his three-point shot. And I rolled my eyes so hard that I think I like hurt my brain. It still kind of hurts because whatever's going on with this guy. And I think, look, I think Giannis is actually an incredible comparison to him because – they had similar talent. Had, had Ben Simmons loved the game the way that Giannis loved it, had, had Ben Simmons worked on his shooting the way that, that Giannis has, right? Simmons is, is good enough to be that good, which is to say maybe the best player in the NBA and one of the best players maybe eventually of all time. So I, is it that Simmons doesn't love the game, as some people suggest? Is that, that Simmons – I mean, he didn't win in college, remember. Is it that he is a bit of a head case, whether you take that as his mental, undefined mental health issues or just being soft, or both, as some people suggest? Is it that he was broken in Philadelphia by that playoff game when he passed up on a dunk? Or something? Maybe maybe it's all of it. I don't, I don't know. I just know there's massive talent there, but there's a lot more problems. And on paper, I actually think Simmons would fit great on that, on that Nets team. But this ain't paper. This is the real world, and I'm very, very worried about what he's about, how he views the game, how he views himself, and what he's going to be whenever he starts playing again. If you're worried about Ben Simmons, then I would really love to hear your opinion about Zion Williamson. Oh, I, okay. So I don't root against anybody. I want everyone to be successful, and I want to be super wrong here. Um, yeah, but yeah, but I am in, you know, I'm really worried. <laughs> I hate the word bust, but if Zion doesn't have an incredible career – or even a great career, he, he's, a, he's an all-time bust. And there's a lot of time to go. He can lose weight. Foot injuries are nerve-wracking. He can figure it out. I know he went back to New Orleans and was around his team. I am certainly concerned, and so are people I talk to in the NBA, that this is what it looks like when a talent like Zion eventually turns out to not work out. I, his headspace, we've heard different things. The fact that his camp leaked things about David Griffin not being honest, his GM, which, by the way, is not a – in, that perspective doesn't put you on an island necessarily, but it, all the drama, the injuries, the weight, the fact he hasn't been able to play, it is very, I'm very disconcerted because the, the dude is a massively talented guy, but the best ability is availability, and he's never available. Well, you talk about this Bucks basketball team and, and kind of how it stacks up uh, against the East. Get I said, and, and Leroy, not very happy Listen with me to this, I Bill. Said. Listen to this. But for me... You know, you look at that Eastern Conference, oh providing the Bulls get back to being healthy here. Oh. Uh, I, I think Chicago, Philly, Brooklyn, Miami, those four teams for sure, I think give the Bucs a, a, a real good series. You know, six, seven games, wherever the case may be. I, I just, I, I look at this East and I think it's way more difficult for the Bucks this year than it has been in the past. I agree. So I think the East is a murderer's row. And you're right. I mean, the, the question about Milwaukee is whether or not the defense can get better. And historically speaking, it's almost without exception that a team that's this, they're mediocre, defensively can win an NBA championship. But I'll say that some of the exceptions over the last 25 years, Lake, that second Lakers team in their three-peat, are champions who just didn't play defense, defending champions who just didn't play very good defense, and then did 
when the playoffs roll around. It doesn't always work. It didn't work with the Warriors one year. So I, I'm not sure. Sh- part of me thinks that the Bucks are going to look a lot more defensively like they did last year when the playoffs roll around. I think the East is brutal. I'm a little skeptical. I mean, Chicago is even worse defensively, so that makes me, and DeMar DeRozan is like the two-point king, which is sort of statistically weird, but it's worked. But I still have my questions there. I've never seen James Harden. You talk about Aaron Rodgers failing. At least he's got one. I've never seen James Harden in the postseason be able to push his team above a lot, that line. I know he got him there, but there's a and the guy went 0 for 17 from the three-point line in a closeout game once. At the, you know, I think he finished 3 of 18 or whatever it was. I think the Nets are a total disaster waiting to happen. They could either go on the first – hell, they could go on the play in, or they could win the whole thing. It's Simmons and Kyrie. It's just all that is very weird. Boston's gotten really good. I think Miami should be taken very seriously. It's just, it's so crowded. I don't. So I would take the field. But if I took one team, I would take Milwaukee because I I I don't know. But I think there's a good chance they're going to figure it out defensively between now and April 15th. Well, if I may, I I want to go on back to the drama a little bit more uh, if I can. What drama? Ben Simmons? No, that's a lot of drama there. Outside looking in. Uh-oh. How do you feel the Green Bay Packers front office, you know, Brian Goodenkunst, the head coach, Matt LaFleur, Murphy. Russ Ball, Murphy, how do you think those guys have handled the situation with Aaron Rodgers? And on the, all right, from the outside looking, outside in, looking I in, I think, yeah, and here's an irony, I think it's the most impressive management of a legend making life miserable since Aaron Rodgers navigated Brett Favre's whole thing really yep. impressively as a young, unproven quarterback. I, and I was certainly quick to be open to the idea that uh, Gutekunst wasn't particularly great at his job if Aaron Rodgers was so unhappy a year, year and a half ago that clearly he would have been cool with that guy moving on. But I thought some of the moves they made with their roster were really impressive. They're in a brutal cap situation. A big part of the reason for me the Packers didn't advance deeper in the postseason this past postseason than they should have is because – Aaron Rodgers didn't do what you have to do, which is take over those games if you're an all-time great quarterback. I think they've handled it really, really well, and I think Aaron Rodgers probably the juice is worth the squeeze, I guess. I know I guess he is, but he doesn't make life easy, and that's hard to navigate. You guys know better than I do. In the NFL, if one guy sucks all the oxygen out of the room and it's all about him all the time, I think they from a distance, I think they've done a really impressive job. When do you switch from juice to water, though? <laughs> Back know, to Jordan right? Love. I, I mean, that juice get a little sour, man. You leave it in there and it's past the expiration date. And it's it's fermenting. It's, it's still sitting in your, your refrigerator to water. You can keep that forever, man. Jordan Love is like, okay, you got a three-year deal sitting on the table. What are you going to do? Mike? Are you going to trade Jordan Love to Denver? Let him go with you know Nathaniel Hackett? You got to do something with Jordan Love. Yeah, and you guys would know better than I would. I've heard different things nationally, <laughs> the degree to which they actually believe in this guy or they don't. I mean, obviously, the game against Kansas City is yeah. one game. It was not a pretty picture and not a pretty thing to behold. I mean, I've heard a lot of talk about Ryan Tannehill, right? Like, if Rodgers really w- wants to go somewhere else, if he goes to the Titans, I, oh, I think Steve Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah, right. I mean, like, no, I don't. History. No, I don't. I don't but like Tannehill. Right. Don't like Tannehill at all, Bill. No. He's just a guy. But like, who beats you? Right, say Tannehill comes in. I don't think you guys are that great. Who? Who in the division beats you? I mean, Kirk Cousins. Excuse me, but is a loser. I'm a Bears fan. We're all losers. I mean, I'm not worried about Detroit. <laughs> like, it's just, it's an easy division. You know, I mean, better with Rodgers. But it's still a pretty easy division you guys are in. I, th- I think there's a recalibration where at least the transition isn't as painful as it would be for other 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 organizations if you guys have to go post-Rogers. There's Bill Ryder, CBS Sports Radio. He was on uh, earlier on the Wendy's Big Show. Breaking news out of the NFL. Breaking news uh, out of the NFL. This is worthy of, of reading the sponsor read for because I was blown away by this one. Absolutely blown away. Uh, and breaking news. On the fan powered by Odyssey and presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter and to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Falcons wide receiver Kelvin Ridley, who uh, last year left the team halfway through the year, whatever the case was, uh, for mental health reasons, he said, uh, walked away. And they never heard from him the rest of the year. That was it. Well, come to find out, apparently while he was away from the team, he was gambling on NFL games. Uh, the NFL found out about it. They don't believe there was any inside business being done, like Ridley wasn't in talks with any of the players and the teams he was betting on or against or whatever, at least from what they can, their research or investigation showed. 
Uh, Ridley admitted to gambling to the NFL in the interview they had with him. Uh, and now he has been suspended all of the 2022 season. So if you have Calvin Ridley in a keeper league, uh, he's toodles. He's not going to play in 2022. Now he has three days to appeal this, according to the CBA. I'm assuming he won't appeal this. I'm assuming he'll just be like, fine, whatever it is, what it is, we're done. Um, so yeah, Calvin Ridley, Falcons wide receiver, done for the 2022 season because he gambled uh, while away from the team with mental health issues um, or mental health wellness. I don't know what exactly they call it, but that that's why he was away. Suspended uh, for gambling during that time frame, not while he was technically playing, to clarify that as well. Adam Schefter of ESPN says multiple NFL teams reached out to the Falcons in recent weeks to inquire about trading for Calvin Ridley. And each time Atlanta declined to enter into any talks out of good faith, knowing the issues in store for their standout wide receiver per sources. So that is the breaking news out of Atlanta. Rami Makhlouf is here. We'll talk to him about that and find out what's coming up on his show next on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Friday Fish Fry coming up this weekend. This weekend, Milwaukee Admirals, March 11th and 12th. More details, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Have their special Friday Fish Fry jerseys on, the whole deal uh, for the Milwaukee Admirals. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for more details on those games. Just a brilliant idea by uh, Wojo and John Greenberg and the staff over there at the Milwaukee Admirals. See Sparky Fiverr with you. AR, Adam Roberts, doing a great job uh, producing the show today. John Heyman, Odyssey MLB Insider, will join us at 1035 tomorrow. Uh, and we're working on a couple other guests as well uh, for the show tomorrow. Looking forward to that. May have to reach out and get our guy D. Orlando Ledbetter on the show tomorrow uh, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution to get his thoughts on this Kelvin Ridley suspension now. Out for all of 2022 for gambling on NFL games while he was on leave from the Falcons last season for mental health uh, and admitted to it to Roger Goodell in the interview, said that he did. Uh, they did an investigation seeing if there was any conversations or texting between him and any players on teams he may have been gambling you know against or whatever they say they didn't find anything saying that you know he was in cahoots with anybody in the league uh so as of right now suspended all of 2022 three days to appeal comply for reinstatement after uh the 2022 season we'll see how much he gets off the appeal i don't think he's got a prayer of getting anything off of a, an appeal yeah, what's, if what's he does to appeal it. if he already admitted it well he could appeal to the, the, the severity length, the length severity right so of instead of saying i uh, see the problem i have with this is because it happened during the show and i haven't had a chance to go look mm-hmm. the only gambling ones that i know of are karis alex karis of the lions and paul hornig of the packers mm-hmm. but that was eons ago and i don't think there's been any in between that not that i have so there i'm aware of so no. there is no precedent for him to appeal on, to say, hey, it happened 10 years ago and this was it and now you're doubling it. There's nothing for him to go off of. So, I mean, if he's going to appeal, I guess the Players Association can go, look, man, that's that's awfully stiff. Like, let's make it a half a season. Let him reapply for reinstatement after week eight or something. I mean, that might be the appeal process. I think if I was him, I'd just shut up and fine, whatever. It is what it is. I'll just deal with it. That's a lot of money, though. That's I'm $11 not, million dollars I think he's at. I'm not against legalized gambling but i said when they when they when it started being legalized in states around the country that you'd probably run into stuff like this the the easier you make it the more likely you are to have stuff like this this dude was maybe in a casino somewhere i don't know i'm just coming up with a hypothetical not even not even you can do it on your phone on an app you don't even have to be in a casino exactly and you know right had a few drinks didn't have the best judgment eventually I mean, it could be happening already. Puffs, whatever right. the case might be. It could be happening already, right? right? So your over-under is 20 points, right? And your buddy needs some cash. Hey, man, can you help me out, man? Yeah, dude, I got you. Just bet the under, I got you. Missed some shots, keeps it under 20. Boy cashes out, makes a bunch of money. You're good. He's good. Everybody's good. It's just one game, no big deal. To me, that's that's where I kind of have... The issues. You don't need the money. You're the multimillionaire. Your guy, though, back in the day, he needs the money, needs right. a bad, and you help a, help a guy out, and obviously hope they're you never get caught helping a guy out one way or the other. I guess so, the one the one argument that the players' union or his representation could make is, hey, he wasn't playing at the time. You know Correct. what I mean? Correct. That's the, so that's, he didn't dictate the outcome of a game one way or the other. Right. 
That that's the one argument you could make to maybe you, to maybe I, ease the penalty. Can you explain to me how they're allowed to play fantasy football? Uh, no, I can't. Well, fantasy football is not gambling. Yes, it is. No. If there's money being exchanged, it's gambling. Yeah, but it was found in a court of law not to be gambling, so it's not gambling. I'm telling you right now, some dudes, it's some you know NFL league. I think it was the Supreme winner Court. Winner gets actually. winner gets however much money, right, in this NFL players league. And I'm you know figure think of a scenario in which, hey, look, man, if I catch a touchdown, I'm going to lose, and we're up. By 20, 21 points, we're up fourth quarter. I catch it, I score. I'm gonna lose the fantasy Super Bowl and cost myself a bunch of money. Yeah, right. By according to federal law, fantasy sports structured as uh, are structured as games of skill and are not classified as gambling. I'm not sure how it could be a game of skill when you can't so, control the outcome. So federal law, man, don't argue with me. No, but that's what I'm telling don't you. Argue with the law. So let's say you're a tight end, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the fantasy Super Bowl against whoever in the NFL. Yeah, a lot of money on the line. Your team's up 21 points. But you, they have you. You're playing against yourself. Mm-hmm. You score this touchdown, you lose a Super Bowl. And your, nobody's, your team nobody's is up. dropping a your, touchdown your to win team. their fantasy hey, football Your Super team's Bowl. up 21 points. There's no way. Man. Nobody's doing that. Team's up 21 points. Whoops. No way. That's Sorry, not, man. Dropped that ain't it. ain't happening. Sorry, dropped it. That ain't happening. But yeah, Other players hot I, watching it on TV. According to, I just Googled it right now. Yeah. According to federal law, fantasy sports is not gambling. It's a game of skill. Nice. Boom. Good job. It's been established in court. All right. Yeah. Good. What do you got coming Just up like on your it was show? Esta- did you know it was established in a court of law that Angel Hernandez sucks? <laughs> did, you, did you realize that? This is the crap that used to come up on Rami is Burning back in the day when he did his Saturday show. It's true. It's come true. Up on Rami is Burning. He, he sued Major League Baseball uh, accusing discrimination because he didn't get playoff games. Right. And, the ump- and it went to a court and the umpire literally, the ruling was no. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.